What's up and welcome to Living the Damn Dream. I'm Mike. I'm Sarah. And this week we're talking about a show that, Sarah, I think you and I both watched season one, but we're not watching season two out of spite. Uh, I'm watching season two. Are you? Okay, I'm not watching season two out of spite. You are. Uh, The Circle on Netflix, season two, which dropped this week and it inspired us to do a game show a couple of episodes. And so that's what we're talking about the next couple of weeks. Um, Sarah, I'm not watching out of spite because I got so close. We've talked about this on the show, auditioning for this season of The Circle to the point that like they were asking me for my bank information if I became the winner of the show. And I thought I'm definitely gonna get on. And then they told me no. So the wound is too fresh, it's too deep. So I'm not watching. How is it though, so far? I will say it's pretty good. Um, Yeah, I've been sucked into these reality shows in pandemic times and not so much before, but I really did get hooked. There is that sort of, you know, escapism, like getting lost and just easy watching. Um, And so it's definitely been something that I have enjoyed. And I have to say this season has not disappointed. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to offer any spoilers, but if anyone hasn't seen the trailer, there's the promise of a few celebrities or are there, um, TBD. Um, some of them, I know whether or not they are real or not, because I started watching, but if you have been watching like me, you remember that they only dropped three episodes at a time. Yeah. Last year, I think they dropped them all at once. Right. But now I think these services are going more to the back to the weekly drops, I think, to get more conversation around it. I just made a pouty face because, yeah, I was I totally didn't remember it being this way. I wasn't sure if it was new or not. But, yeah, it kind of sucked. I got to a cliffhanger and like got ready to hit next on that. And nope, there was no next. So now I am just anxiously waiting until, okay. We got two days and I get to watch three more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a little drip that comes your way. Uh, but to bring us like full circle, if yeah. you will. Hey, alert. Uh, I, that was a nice pun. Alert. <laughs> alert. Uh, you know, I also applied, did not get far in the process. Uh, I actually don't rem- I remember when Mike and I were comparing views on something. Was it the circle application? Maybe it was. No, that was the uh, the jet set one. Um, I oh, remember. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Mike yeah. and I go out for the same reality shows, and we get rejected for all of them. And then we do this podcast to talk all about it with you guys. Um, but we'll we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, our experiences, what it's like to apply for these shows, why we would want to. Um, Sarah and I have done some game show stuff in the past. I've been on um, Hundred Thousand Dollar Pyramid. Sarah taped something called Funny You Should Ask. If I I did not tape it. it. That's the thing. It. I didn't tape it. They hired me, and then I decided actually that I was leaving LA and I couldn't do it. Oh, um, okay. But I can well, tell you about the process for that as well. Yeah. So we'll talk about all that next week. But this week we have a guest. And you want to talk about someone who's been on game shows. And we'll talk next week too about the line between a game show, a reality show, how those circles kind of blur uh, depending on the type of content. But if you're thinking classic game shows, you know, Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, our guest this week is the guy that you want to listen to if you want to get on these shows. His name is Eugene Bion. And Sarah, you probably know him already because he's an obsessive HQ trivia player. And if you guys are here because of Sarah's HQ uh, history, maybe you know Eugene as well. But this guy, he was on... Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Twice, two different seasons. 
He was on the $100,000 pyramid as well. He's been on The Price is Right, and he's been on Wheel of Fortune. So, I mean, four shows I've heard of, right? Like, that's that's a pretty good track record for, for a game show career. It's many more shows than I've been on when it comes to game shows, that's for sure. That's a fact. So we caught up with Eugene because Sarah and I combined can't even compare it to what this guy's been able to do and asked him, you know, how do you get on these shows? What's the secret uh, for, he's just, uh, he's a guy that's got a couple, you know, a couple kids, he's got a family at home. He's got a day job, but he's has this alternate personality as a game show uh, legend. So if this one, if you want this to be you, then Eugene's the guy to listen to. So we're going to come back later with our casting calls of the week. But right now let's hear from Eugene. Mm-hmm. Well, Hello, Eugene. What's going on? Hey, you have your cameras on. I can turn mine on too. There we go. Hi. Hey, it's TSU. Hi, Sarah. I know. I, I didn't change my name. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, yes. Yes. Where are you? I am in the study. I guess, which is it's also very organized. Say, this is all because of my wife. Uh, it's a craft <laughs> room as well. Um, wow. I, I think there is a there's a sewing machine and uh, one of those kind of cricut. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, those machines that make different shapes of things that you can use for scrapbooking. So that's back there too. But I don't use any of the stuff behind me because I'm not very artsy. Well, well it oh looks God, great it looks behind cool. you. It's very. Yeah. Yeah, very symmetric, very organized. So it's like a Wes Anderson movie. You're looking great. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> All right, Eugene. Well, um, we're not, I mean, we're recording, but this isn't the part that's going to go on the show yet. We're just oh, okay. catching up with you and stuff. So um, we have already recorded our introduction um, oh. to you. So we kind of tossed to this interview mid-show. So we've already talked about the shows you've been on and all that kind of stuff and made you sound really amazing. As oh you are. my goodness. <laughs> I hope I don't disappoint. Basically at this point, um, you know, Sarah's going to start and we're going to kind of be mid show already. And then we're just going to ask you questions. You probably answered a million times before about how you get on these shows and how you stand out in auditions and that kind of stuff. And uh, shouldn't take too much of your time. And that'll be, that'll be that. Okay, great. My AirPods are breaking up. Let me just get a backup audio device just in case I need it. All right. Sorry. Sounds good. And uh, Eugene, uh, I want to make sure we get it right. The proper pronunciation of your last name, Bjorn? <laughs> um, no. So it's okay. like, it's gun. Uh, so it rhymes with gun. Uh, okay. So it's Bjorn. One syllable. Bjorn. Bjorn. That's great, Mike. That was, that was very good. Gotcha. That, good. That's exactly very good, Sarah. That's wonderful. You guys are just like I Pat Sajak. I beat you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, cause, yeah, because the problem was I was I was YouTubing your clips of your shows, and it's like every announcer has said it differently, so I didn't know which one's the real one. That that is true. Actually, I don't know if anyone got it right except for Pat Sajak. Actually, um, there's that's... a reason he's been on TV for 40 years. <laughs> I think so. Yes. All right, cool. Um, well, if everyone's ready, Sarah, are you good with your with your AirPods or whatever you got working? Yeah, I'm going to go with these. They seem to sound fine now. All right, sweet. Um, cool. So yeah, let's just be quiet for three seconds. And then Sarah, whenever you want to go. All right. You might know him from one of your favorite game shows or simply as someone who's won HQ multiple times, 
but please say hello and welcome Eugene Bjorn. Hey, Eugene. Yay! Hello, Sarah Priebus. Hello, Mike. Thank you for having me today. We're I think we so already excited. know why he's been on so many game shows. Energy like that, just out of the <laughs> gate. It's great. Yeah, you're amazing. And, you know, you have a sort of ideal game show contestant career. If that was a thing to be, we could call you sort of like the person that's living the damn dream in terms of uh, the game show contestant life. So we really want to hear from you for anyone else that might be listening and thought, oh, hey, I could be, you know, on one of these shows or I've always wanted to do that sort of what that process is like some of the things that you think might have helped you get there and what it was like shooting and getting some of that behind the scenes good info. So happy to help actually. Uh, I, I Actually, I remember before the first game show that I was on, it was always a dream for me to be on a show. Um, and then uh, I, I never really envisioned that it would actually come true uh, until Wheel of Fortune happened. And, and uh, uh, the rest was history actually since then. Well, it's been good history for you, obviously, and we've run through your accomplishments and uh, let's just jump right into it. So how do you, I mean, Wheel of Fortune, you did it, it's already been a while back. Pat Sajak had brown hair still back then, dark brown hair, and it comes up to now you've been doing, you know, Pyramid Millionaire had been more recent. I'm sure the processes are different, but how do you apply? How do you audition for these shows? Where do you find them? You know, for people that are thinking, man, I'd love to be on a show, but I don't know where to start. Where do you start? There, there are several different starting points. Uh, Price is Right is actually the easiest one because uh, that's where, well, now there's an auditioning process that they've put in place because of COVID and they're not able to have a studio audience, but I'm sure that's going to change eventually. They'll go back to having the studio audience. But with Price is Right, it was just simply showing up uh, to be a part of the audience. And then they actually audition you uh, while you're waiting in line. Um, and so the whole waiting in line process, and they do these short interviews with, uh, with you as well, with every person in line, that's how they determine whether or not they want you to be a contestant uh, or not. Um, and so, so in some cases, for Price is Right, it's as simple as that. Uh, in other cases, you're really looking for, for casting calls, um, uh, often on uh, various uh, casting websites or, or, or game show uh, social media sites. Uh, that, that's actually how I learned about, about Pyramid. Uh, I know, Mike, how, how you learned about uh, uh, Pyramid Editioning. But for me, it was uh, noticing, actually, I, I, Sarah, you may know, uh, Chad 1M, uh, Chad Mosher, uh, who's, yeah. uh, who's, who's really famous in the HQ world. It was, it was the result of seeing a casting notice that he had copied uh, onto his Twitter that alerted me that that pyramid was was casting. So seeing casting notices like that is, is sort of another way. And then a final way is um, uh, often local affiliates partner with different game shows and they'll be advertising about how, hey, uh, Wheel of Fortune or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is coming into your city. Um, and so you can audition at this local spot uh, in town. And, and that's what happened for, for Wheel of Fortune and for Wants to Be a Millionaire. Millionaire, they were holding auditions at uh, our, our Houston downtown aquarium. So I just showed up there and took a test and, and uh, auditioned that way. Uh, and then for Wheel of Fortune, the Wheelmobile uh, came into town um, and it was a little bit different because now the Wheelmobile, uh, it's, it's an event where you put your name into a, a big uh, 
metal drum and they they spin it and they draw names where you go on stage and you play a mock version of the game and and maybe from that you might get casted for me it was having to wait in line uh to be one of the first 200 people in line at a waterbeds location uh in houston uh, superior waterbeds which no longer exists uh but after that you're able to put your name into a drum then and then they drew names to decide who would do a final audition and so so you have to be watchful for those events um as well wow waterbeds to wheel of fortune and uh what manta rays to millionaire from the aquarium <laughs> that's that's right indeed who would have thought wow i mean you mentioned tests too what kind of test are we talking about uh, yes. So for Wheel of Fortune, and, and I believe this is still the case uh, today, where there's a 16 puzzle test uh, that you have to take. Uh, for who wants to be a millionaire, uh, I think it was a 30 or 40 question test as well. I think Jeopardy has a has a 50 question test. Um, and so, so yeah, so there are shows that have tests. But what's true about a lot of the shows is that there's there's not necessarily a defined passing mark. So the question is often asked for Wheel of Fortune, okay, for the 16 puzzle test, how many puzzles do you need to get right to be casted on the show? And I don't think there's a definitive answer to that question um, because I think your test score is just one aspect uh, that the casting uh, staff takes into account, the contestant crew takes into account to decide whether or not they want to cast you. And so maybe you weren't so great. You got eight out of 16 on your test, but maybe you're sowing so much enthusiasm or you have a certain really interesting story or backstory about yourself that, that ends up putting you over the top anyway. Um, uh, who wants to be a millionaire is kind of the same way where they don't actually advertise what, what the passing mark is. Uh, what I've heard is that they may vary it uh, depending on um, uh, their, their their needs at the time. Uh, Jeopardy doesn't advertise uh, one either, but I basically heard that if you don't get above 35 out of 50, then you're probably not in the running. Uh, the, I think shows like Jeopardy are a little bit stricter uh, in regard to that because it's so intense and you have to have so much general knowledge and recall that information quickly that maybe test results mean more for a show like that, uh, but for shows like Wheel of Fortune and to some degree who wants to be a millionaire, not so much because there's a lot more interaction with the host uh, that, that, that takes place. So what do you think the secret is to stand out personality-wise? You mentioned backstories are good, personalities are a big element. I mean, you've gotten picked multiple times, so what are some of your secrets for someone to stand out in that regard? So what's interesting is that I never really thought about that question when I was trying out for different shows. And it's something that I've had to think about after the fact. Um, basically what I tell people these days is you need to present the best amplified version of yourself without appearing fake. Um, and show that as if you were actually on the show, taping the show, bring that you know, as much energy as you can uh, to, to your audition. Uh, maybe even pretend that you're actually on the show. Um, uh, I, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, it, the, a common problem that people have is that I think in some cases they try to overdo it and they end up trying to become someone they're not. So someone that is not as loud as I am. But then they start screaming because they think that's the way to get on the show. 
But I, I've actually found that a lot of uh, 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 casting staff uh, can actually figure out very easily that that's actually not you. They can tell that that you're overdoing it. Um, so I, I, same thing with gimmicks. Like often in audition videos, I don't know about Mike what you did, and hopefully you didn't do any gimmicks. But I've seen folks that actually have a more subdued personality think that maybe that by um you know having a a special background or, or video or you know graphics with animation and things like that props would, would would actually help them with their audition but but the problem is it it it's actually taking the attention away from you and showing that you're not what the video is all about it's about all the gimmicks uh, around you so you really want to try to avoid covering up your 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 personality and your on-screen presence uh with 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 gimmicks so have to be have to be careful there um i, I would also say finally maybe establish a, a good rapport and connection with those that are casting you uh because if you're not really able to build a relationship with the person that you're casting with then they're gonna think that you can't do that with the show's hosts and the other contestants, and especially a show like uh, Pyramid, where you're, where you're interacting with celebrities. And so they want to see that you can actually develop a connection with, with, with the casting staff. This is great advice for anyone in any area of performing. Like, oh. <laughs> I know it truly, it, it really is. I mean, I think you're always trying to bring some element of your authentic self, right? To your performance, to your audition, right? And if you try too hard, right? I even say this to actors sometimes, you know, or when I'm helping someone read, I feel like, you know, if a script is angry, right? And you lean into those words too much, then it's like, you don't need to, like, it's already there. Like it's in the script. Same with, same with your audition for a, a show like this. It's like your personality likely is enough you just need to make sure you're, like you said, you're the best version of yourself. It's same with headshots, right? It should look like the best version of you, but it should still look like you. Yeah. Um, and I think the relationship part with the casting director, that's so great, such great advice, like having that connection. Um, I'm wondering, like, I know obviously all these shows have different and you've gone into a little bit of the details of the application process. Um, in my limited experience sort of, of applying for uh, more, less traditional, I would say like acting or hosting type things more as like the contestant on something. Um, there have been different components where let's say you fill out an online application. Maybe you have to make a video. Um, in your experience, is there anything that anyone can do in those parts of the application process that um, would help them to sort of make it through or get noticed? I'm glad you asked that question because it's an area that I thought about recently as well. Um, the key is to highlight uh, your interests uh, and aspects of your personality uh, that that make you uh, that make you stand out. Um, it, it's a cliche to often say on the application, I've wanted to be on this show my whole life. But if you're not able to actually explain any specific story behind that, that would prove that you wanted to be on the show your whole life, then uh, not, not particularly believable. Um, you know, or if you say that I'm interested in sports, I like sports, but a lot of people 
like sports. <laughs> so you need to think about what specific sport and are there, do you have memorabilia or you, you have interactions with a specific team or a player on that team that you can bring up. So, so avoid being sort of generic in your description of, of, of your interests. Um, when, when, so basically when answering questions, think about the most unique distinguishing answers that you can possibly, that you can possibly think of. Uh, come armed with stories uh, that prove what you're saying about yourself. Um, money motivation, uh, actually, uh, is, 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 is a question that's often asked. If you were to win a million dollars on the show, if you were to win $150,000 on Pyramid or a million dollars on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, what would you do with the money? And often people tend to be too honest with this question and say, I need to pay off student loans and I need to pay off my massive credit card debt. I need to pay off my longstanding mortgage. Maybe that's true. Um, but for some reason, that's not something that the public necessarily connects to, even though it's probably true for much of the public, it doesn't excite them. It doesn't make them want to root for you. Because it's like, oh, I have a lot of code, credit card debt. You have a lot of credit card debt too. Yay, go you, go yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. That's you, boring. Student loans are boring. boring. It is so boring. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many people that I've, I've spoken with who auditioned for shows and that's all they end up saying. You have to think about something fun, exciting and unique that, you know, you can admit if you would like, oh, yes, I want to pay off student loans, but I, I want to do that so I can start a new business, uh, like a dog walking business or something like that for beagles. Um, you know, it's a, something of that nature. You've got to add something on, on top of it if you have to mention it. Um, one last thing to mention in regards to questions, because often, uh, folks that are applying for game shows have applied multiple times. Um, and if you've won big on a game show, you really need to be careful about mentioning that very much uh, in your, in your application as well, uh, because there, there's a, the, the casting staff are worried that if they put you on the show, you have been seen previously by the public on other shows. And then on social media, there's that risk of somebody bringing up, hey, I saw that person on a previous show and they won $500,000 and they're playing again for a million and, and they're just completely turned off by the show. And, and in all honesty, that actually happened. I, 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 was, I was noticing of a, of, a, of a game show that aired, I believe, last year where a contestant was spotted having been on another show previously and they had won big. So that's why a, a, a lot of networks are very strategic about that by adding rules by which you have to, you, you can't have been on a show uh, for, for more than a year or five years on the same network or, or something like that. And so that's why those questions are being asked as well. Um, but you know, one thing that might help is to sort of downplay that you won big on those shows. So if the question doesn't ask how much you won, don't come forward with that information. Um, uh, so, so being careful with that as well is, is helpful to make sure that you know, uh, you know, when casting you, they know that people are going to root for you because you, know, you, you really need the money and they'd love to see you actually win for the first time. Um, yeah, so yeah, that, that, would be, that would be my thoughts regarding that. 
Yeah, nobody wants to see Ken Jennings go for even more money on Wheel of Fortune after he's been on Jeopardy for 80 straight days or whatever and winning millions of dollars. Um, what are some other don'ts, Eugene? You mentioned like the gimmicks and don't, mm-hmm. you know, green screen yourself or don't, um, you know, come with a boring story. Any other, any other pitfalls that are common that you've given us a lot of do's? What are some don'ts? that we Some big share? don'ts. Um, big don't here. Don't show any signs of being shy, quiet, or withdrawn. Uh, I actually remember a casting person telling me this, that uh, if they see any signs of that, it freaks them out. Uh, It puts a red flag up in their head because they know that quite a few folks that are casted that seem like they're really good during the audition process, when you put them on the stage under all the hot lights, they withdraw even more. Um, And so if you show them that you're going to withdraw under more intimate sort of one-on-one circumstances, they're going to feel less likely to cast you to put you on a bigger stage. Uh, Another one is to avoid dead air. Um, When you're doing an audition, maybe you're playing a mock game or you're answering a question about yourself. If you ever get stumped, don't just sit there going, uh, uh, at least say, what you're thinking. And if nothing's coming to mind, just say that nothing's coming to mind. I don't know why. Uh, you know, maybe I, 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 I drank, I, I didn't drink enough coffee this morning. Like, like start, start filling inner in, monologue. in that dead air, inner monologue. Yeah. Go ahead and just share your thoughts openly because that's going to potentially keep the, uh, the casting person uh, uh, interested. Um, oh, and, and I guess this is an odd, uh, another one. Um, avoid conduct that uh, might disqualify you when they're doing background checks or looking at your <laughs> socials. Um, I, I don't have automatically put. I don't have any proven evidence of this, uh, but I am aware of friends who have been trying to get cast on on certain shows and have applied over and over and over again. And for some of them, there was that realization of, oh, I posted this picture of myself in my underwear uh, on Instagram. And that maybe because I did that, that's turning off casting because I gave them links to all my social media sites. And so there's that thought of, well, even though there's nothing wrong with that from a background check perspective, maybe I should take the post down. But then at the same time, I was telling them, but if that's who you are, you should leave that up there. And so maybe don't put it down. But I, I, but I, I, I do know that there is the concern about conduct by which you've committed like a felony or that you're, you're a sex offender or something like that, that that's going to show up on your background check. And of course, that, that potentially can disqualify you um, as well. Um, so just another thought. Oh, and maybe one more. Uh, don't be careful to be too cocky and overly confident uh, because one, they can tell that you're, you're trying too hard, but two, if you're too cocky, you might put off the casting, uh, 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 you know, the producers and staff where you're, you've, you've broken a relationship or connection or trust between them. And uh, Mike, I don't know if you've, you've heard, but I, I'm aware of, of, of stories where someone had been cast and expressed too much cockiness uh, or trying to be maybe too 
too proud or domineering or 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 boisterous uh, or complaining um, at at an audition, not audition, uh, actually in studio, and they were asked to leave. Um, so that's a that's a big don't uh, there yeah. and, as well. Until your episode is airing on TV, yes. you can always get yanked. Yes, that's right. So we talked now a lot about the application process, which is great um, and so so helpful. Um, and now I'm going to nail my next audition. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I'm curious because you know Mike mentioned at the start of this show. You know, he went through rounds and rounds and rounds of uh, processes. So just generally speaking, like, I know, obviously it's different per show, but like, what are we talking here? Like after you fill out, let's say that initial application or take that test or whatever, like how many meet and greets or like, what does that look like in terms of timing and and the amount of, of work that you're then seeing them over and over again? It, it, it it really depends. Uh, Obviously for Price is Right, it, there's no, the, uh, again, before the audition process for that started, there's no, there's not a lot of work involved because it's a one-time sort of auditioning event. Mm-hmm. But yes, there are shows like Pyramid that are, are multiple rounds uh, because they're wanting to sort of narrow the field more and more and more. They have more casting staff involved, they're finding more people, and then they have to start making some really tough decisions. And so then there ends up being uh, multiple rounds for that. Uh, uh, Wheel of Fortune keeps it pretty simple. Uh, where even though there are probably a lot more people that try out for Wheel of Fortune than say the $100,000 pyramid, um, casting keeps it real simple. Uh, maybe wheel mobile event, online application and video. Uh, you you take a mock test, uh, you play a mock game. The end. Uh, they'll base all future decisions uh, on account of that, um, and then a waiting game potentially ensues. Where in my case for Wheel of Fortune, I found out that I I got on and then I taped. I think within a within um, a, a week of auditioning, I found out that I would be on, and then I taped several weeks later. But I have other friends that found out that they would be on, they, they found that after their initial audition that they, they, they got a tape date for a show, maybe even a year later, and that their show would end up actually taping maybe three months later. Uh, it, it really varies. And so it's, 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 it's hard to say. Uh, but generally, each show sort of has its own formula for how they want to approach it. But definitely Pyramid, and I'm looking at Mike, that was, that was out of all of them, the most strenuous and nerve wracking one. Um, uh, I yeah. can agree. And I think we're going to go more into that on our episode next week. Um, oh, but yeah, if, if I remember, I first applied in December and it didn't get told I was going to be on until May. And it was at one point weekly, weekly drills with the producers playing the game for a half hour. It was like an extra job and it was, it was insane. But one of the benefits, though, of a longer process is, and this is another piece of advice, actually, to practice and to get feedback from friends. So with Pyramid, even though it's one of my favorite game shows of all time, I wasn't very good at it. I'm really good at Wheel of Fortune, uh, but not so great at Pyramid. And it kind of showed a little bit when I, when I first auditioned. Um, but 
knowing that there were multiple rounds, I had opportunity to improve. So I actually, I don't know if I have it with me. Oh, I don't. Uh, but I actually got the $25,000 pyramid home game and basically Skyped with game show friends that were experts at, at pyramid. And I played with them like every, at least at once every weekend. Um, I would, I would, I would play against myself and play with my kids at home. And they, my family really enjoyed that at first that I was playing along with them and wanting to practice with them, but they got tired of it because I was practically doing it every single day. Um, but, but as a result of having done that, I got better at the game and casting staff noticed that and, 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 and actually took note of that, that, Hey, uh, th this guy has a lot of, uh, potential uh, and that maybe that he'll improve to the point of doing really well, um, on the show in the end, which, I didn't exactly do on 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 uh, on pyramid as I only finished with eight thousand five hundred dollars. Unlike you, Mike, uh, but I've actually uh, uh, I've heard of situations for those longer casting periods where uh, the casting staff told uh, the the potential contestant, "You're not very good at this game." But that's okay because we are looking at people with different skill levels. And so that's fine. And you've got the enthusiasm, but I'd really like to see you get a little better at the game. So use the time between now and the next round to practice. Um, I don't think all casting producers and staff actually will give you that kind of inside advice, but it's, it's certainly good advice to follow and, 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 and to keep in mind. Practice and getting feedback from trusted friends uh, is, is absolutely critical. Um, and and, and I, I will say, though, too, that I, I have seen plenty of folks get casted who weren't necessarily very good um, at the game. Um, and so even if you're not good, that doesn't disqualify you. So, so, still, so still try out anyway. Uh, because maybe they'll vary the level of difficulty of your game or something like that. Uh, or you might get lucky and you'll still do very, very well. Eugene, I think, tell me if I'm wrong, but we're, we're zooming with you here so we can see you, even if the people listening to this can't. It looks like you're looking at some notes. Is there anything here? Have you like been keeping an keeping a, a ongoing list of game show success tips? And if so, is there anything you have written down that we haven't gotten to just empty the <laughs> tank of your advice for us, man? <laughs> yes. Um, let me see. Oh, I, maybe the, the, mo the, the biggest one to share is, um, is simply not, not to give up. Um, the, the, what's persistence is actually something that, that casting agents will take note of. Um, I'm thinking of this one guy on the price is right who had attended, he holds like the world record for the number of times he tried to be on the show and get called down as a contestant. I, I want to say it was like over a hundred. I, I don't know the exact figure, um, but he kept coming. And eventually, even though maybe he lacked some personality associated with being a contestant, but because of that that person's persistence, they ended up saying after the hundredth time or whatever, okay, let's go ahead and have them uh, uh, come on down. Uh, and I, I've heard this from so many, so many friends who they may be a little bit jealous of, of me because I've actually had the tendency to get on for the very first time I try <laughs> to get on shows, but, but they will tell me, you know, this was my 20th time 
of, of, of trying out for this show. Um, and I finally got the call. And so persistence and, and, and to keep on fighting and to keep on trying and to, and to keep on trying out for shows um, really will pay off, I think, in the end. I, I truly believe that anyone who wants to be on a show can eventually get on one through persistence and also kind of following the, some of the elements of advice that, that I shared. I, 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 there are actually some people I know where they, they're, they're persistent, but they're not making adjustments to try out things to perhaps be more appealing to casting. And, and, and really in those cases, I don't have a whole lot of hope for them. I, I wanna say that the stories I heard where there was persistence in getting on, they did something, they made some kind of adjustment and then they finally got the call. Um, so that, that's probably, actually out of, out of everything that I have written, that, that's kind of the one piece of advice that I haven't really gotten a chance to share, but it may be actually the most important for someone. So, so let's say you got the call, right? You got the call. Now you are on set for these shows. Give us some behind the scenes, you know, either a story, an anecdote perhaps, or even like, again, if we're sticking with the theme of Eugene's tips um, for success in the game show world, you know, what helped you once you were on set, you know, keep your cool, win, the, win those big bucks, you know, what do you, what do you want to say here once oh. you're on set? Sarah, that's a, that's a, that's a very tough question because most of the time as a big game show fan, when I, when I stepped foot on each of the sets for the shows that I've been on, I, I completely lost my mind uh, <laughs> by which my, my concentration and focus on the game uh, went out the window. When, when I got on Wheel of Fortune, I think everyone was kind of getting themselves psyched up to, to, to be ready to spin the wheel and to, and to solve puzzles. But for me, I, I saw the wheel and it said, do not touch on it. But I, I, by the first, my first instinct was to rush up to it and try to grab it. And the producers were screaming at me, don't touch the wheel. Don't touch the wheel. Um, it, 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 every uh, Price is Right, the same way. Millionaire, the same way. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just like looking around the studio and going, this is a lot smaller than how it looks like on TV. I'm, I'm, I'm like analyzing every single detail. Um, on, on Pyramid, uh, the same thing happened, essentially, where I was just enamored that I, I'm playing this game that I practiced for so long. I'm sitting across from Mario Cantone. I'm sitting across uh, from, uh, from Robin Roberts and, and, and people that I've seen on TV uh, before, careers that I've, I've respected. I'm just in total awe. And as a result of that, I, I, I remember losing very badly uh, the, the first uh, main game and my chance to go to the winner's circle to win $50,000. Um, when that happened, though, that's when I finally remembered advice that I was told on getting on game shows. When you're in, when, when, you're, when you're losing, when things don't seem to be going well, when nothing's coming to mind, stop for a second, take a step back, take a deep breath, and just get back into the game. And so I ended up doing that the second time around with my celebrity partner, uh, Mario Cantone, for the second time. First time was with Robin Roberts, and that was a... That was, that was a bit of a disaster, um, but, but with, with Mario Kento, and actually Mario was coaching me 
because he knew that this was my problem. So he was encouraging me to, you need to be Zen, Eugene. You need, you need to calm down because you're thinking too fast and we're not connecting. We're not communicating. And so when he gave me that advice, that really resulted in I, I, I be a big part of my winning that game. And what's weird is though I have not applied the advice very well for myself, I have shared this advice with countless folks um, uh, uh, you know, in our, uh, among pyramid, uh, uh, contestants where, where, uh, you know, I have shared with them when you're in the winner's circle, especially on a top box, uh, subject that you're trying to get your celebrity partner to guess, and your mind is blank. That's when you need to step back, breathe, even don't worry about the clock for a moment. I know that you're under the pressure of, of the clock. Ignore that for a moment and just get back in the zone. And it's weird. A simple piece of advice like that, I think has helped a lot of people uh, win, win big on shows. Um, I, I, I just don't know if, if I can do that consistently well. I need Mario Cantone to always be with me like an angel on my shoulder or something in my head to, to get me to, to be zen and to calm down. Don't, don't we all wish we could have a little Mario Cantone on our shoulder <laughs> to guide us through life? Uh, and well, hey, I mean, Eugene, I'm sure, I'm sure you're open for the help. If anyone is, uh, listening gets on a game show, they can find you on Twitter and ask you to practice and, and give some of this coaching to them. Happy, happy to help. Anyone can reach out to me, and and, uh, and actually they have, and I'm 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 happy to point you to various uh, tips and, and resources, and and to give my own perspective. Love it. Well, uh, before we wrap up, I guess last question for you, Eugene. You've been on so many shows, but what's left? What's the bucket list? What's the dream uh, list of shows that you? What are your your white whales that you still want to get on someday? Oh wow, there are actually two. Um, what? <laughs> I actually still have some left on my bucket list, which seems a little bit selfish since I've been on four shows already. Um, <laughs> sure but, for the rest of us. Uh, yes. Uh, I would really love to be on Family Feud, by which I can share my passion with game shows together with my family and play together uh, with them. Uh, I don't know if my children will agree to do that because they're very embarrassed of their dad based on what they've seen on TV. Um, the other show that I'm really interested in getting on is, uh, is, is Pressure Luck, uh, uh, which um, uh, it's a show that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, it was a show that really connected me to my, my late older brother. He passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, it was one where uh, we actually even built uh, in, 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 on our Apple computer a text version of Pressure Luck, complete with computer players. And, and uh, we just played against each other all the time. We watched the show uh, together. We, we debated over what the best game shows were and what game shows we should watch at any moment. We clashed. He was big into Wheel of Fortune, actually. I was actually, I preferred Price is Right uh, over Wheel of Fortune. And there was a time when we were kids where they conflicted time-wise and there was, no, there was no ability to DVR or anything like that back then. And, and that actually resulted in, 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 in conflict. Uh, but one show that we actually agreed upon together was a great show to watch together was Pressure Luck. And so if I were to get on that show, I would do it in honor of him. Uh, so I'm hoping the, for a chance to get on that one day. Awesome. I feel like that would be a really great place to end, but I actually have, I have one more question. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, I want to know what's the most you've ever won from, uh, from a game show? The most I ever won in a game show was my second attempt 
on who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, I won, I won $20,000. Uh, actually, thousand dollars. Yeah. That's that not too shabby. For a half hour's work. I wanted to win more than that. My hope was to win at least fifty thousand on millionaire. So I certainly fell short. But uh, uh, I, I actually, it's it's it was a blessing to to get a second chance on the show because the first chance didn't go so well. Uh, embarrassingly, got a question wrong that I really shouldn't have. Um, my mind again went blank and, and I really knew the information I needed to answer the question. And so really thankful that they, they called me back, which, which by the way, is another interesting, great piece of advice for folks is that there are, uh, by losing well on a game show, uh, that might actually be in your favor to get casted either for a second chance show or possibly give a sort of a, 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 a point of reference, if you will, for uh, other shows that, that you're casting for. If you mentioned that you were on the show, but previously they might look you up and went, oh, wow, look at the way that that person failed uh, at, at the show and generated so much buzz about it that, oh, if we give them a chance and we cast them for this show, then people are going to be rooting for them. Um, and so one of those instances where, you know, talking about your past shows may actually be in your favor. Um, and so I, I credit uh, applying uh, uh, that, uh, that wisdom uh, to, to winning the $20,000 on the second chance show of Millionaire. That's but awesome. But nothing beats, nothing beats the wins though on HQ, uh, Sarah. <laughs> what are your total, if you add all of those up, what does that equal? Uh, which one, for, for HQ? Yep. For HQ, I actually won uh, a big game yesterday in VIP mode. I won $136.36 yesterday. Oh my. Uh, grand total of $1,746.25. Okay. Uh, but honestly, I mean, the thing about me, I, as much as I enjoyed winning the $136.36, I enjoyed winning my first game with you, Sarah, which I believe was for a much smaller amount. I think it was less than 20 cents or something like that. But because it was you, Sarah, that's that's what mattered. Um, and by the way, that's that's kind of the aspect of my um, my personality that 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 I end up sharing, that whether I win or lose, you're you're gonna get excitement kind of either way, regardless of what the stakes are, you're going to get intensity and excitement and expressions of disappointment either way. Um, and, and I think that's what's helped me to be sort of a sure thing that the, that the casting staff knows that even if I fail, I'll still be fun to watch. And so there's no risk associated with this guy. Um, and so, <laughs> sorry for that, that, that connection there, but I, 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 I enjoy, I enjoy playing HQ with you, Sarah. Hope to see oh you again, Oh my God, actually. I know. <laughs> well, I have some news coming soon that revolves around some game show type stuff. So you'll have to stay tuned, but you'll have oh, I'm an excited. opportunity. <laughs> you will have an opportunity to be playing some game show type stuff with me very, very soon. So we'll leave that here. I think that is where this interview should end. You have been an incredible guest. I am, I mean, if there's anyone that ever wanted to be on a game show ever, they just need to listen to this. And I guarantee you, you have a coaching business. If you're ever looking for another side hustle in store, <laughs> that would be very, very successful. So thank you so much for coming on here. Um, I, I was really inspired and, and you really did give such oh. quality advice. So thank you. 
I am so flattered, Sarah, to hear that from you. Oh, and for you, Fred, also to, to be with you too, Mike. But Sarah, uh, it's I'm, so I'm great to see you. I'm just here editing the show after us. <laughs> Sarah's the main attraction. <laughs> Thanks, Eugene. Appreciate everything, man. Thanks for having me. Eugene, that was epic. I mean, I think you can see a little bit more into why he has managed to appear on so many of these shows, why he's been able to win HQ. Um, and it just really presents a different side to this entertainment industry, the media industry, you know, and we're definitely trying to show that full picture, right? From being a talent on camera to being a contestant in some of these other forms and formats of entertainment to, you know, I think even in the future, getting on some people who work more behind the camera, like directors or even a voiceover episode. So you can stay tuned for all of that. But in the meantime, if you want to be on the circle, (laughs) do I have the casting call of the week for you? Well, I had to, yeah, bring it. Now we're bringing it full, full, full circle. Uh, and we'll continue this, uh, 360 next week again with our own experience in applying for some of the these shows uh, specifically this one um but if you are into this if you've been inspired by uh the interview with eugene then applications are now open for possible future seasons of the circle now here's the cool thing i don't know if you've been on netflix recently mike but there's the circle in like a bunch of different countries now too i saw brazil is up france is up Um, so even if you are an international listener, maybe you could apply for the circle wherever you are. Um, but if you are looking to do this, you can just head on over to thecirclecasting.com. I'll read the little ad that came with this because I got an email because I had applied before. It said the circle, the hit social media competition is now casting for possible future seasons. Are you an influencer or digital dinosaur? Do you live (laughs) for the likes and latest trends? Are you a selfie lover or hashtag no filter? So yeah, if that's any of you and you desire to be in the spotlight in this way, go check it out. The circlecasting.com. Now as some more traditional castings, um, this sort of the two that I have here, um, I picked because (laughs) they just made me laugh. Maybe they'll make you laugh too. Um, they are fall in the same vein. Um, they are both on backstage. And they're both social media ads, two, two separate companies, two separate casting calls. One is for, uh, the, I just enjoyed the names of the roles. So the first <laughs> role is called relatable woman. And I think this just brings it back to like, when, when they name people by characteristics like this, I'm once again asking myself, like, am I a real person? Am I relatable? Like, <laughs> am I a relatable woman? <laughs> you know? And, and the second one I pulled up similarly, uh, is for trustworthy man and trustworthy woman. Um, I could go into it, but they, they actually pay like a normal amount. I think it's like a $200 or $300 pay rate for like a full day shoot. But I just thought it was funny because so often there are these types, right? And I guess even coming back to like what they're looking for in these castings, yeah. like there's that relatability factor. There's that trustworthiness. So if you have it, there's plenty of work for you right now. Get it relatable and trustworthy people. All right. And that the hard part I would say is, are you relatable and trustworthy? You know, you might think that, but maybe you really aren't, but you're right. That's uh, people want relatable. That's, that's connection, baby. So good. Are you going to apply to either one of those? 
I did not apply to either one. I'm actually in a, and maybe this is a good thing to talk about really, really fast to cinch this. I'm doing a thing right now where I am taking time off from applying for jobs wow. um, under a certain amount. Like I'm still getting in the routine. I'm still in the routine of checking them. I don't want to miss something that would be a really awesome yeah. opportunity, but I am setting a boundary for myself to not be just applying for ones that I would normally knowing that I'm gearing up for a really, really busy month at work. I just don't need to, like, I just, yeah. you know, my agent even sent me something the other day and I did it. And then after the fact, I was kind of like pretty stressed out. And I was like, even if I did book this, like I would have to sort out like how to shoot it and tell my current job that I can't shoot those days. And we'd have to pre-record it. I'm like, I don't need that in my life right now. I don't need like, unless it's a significant amount of money or a significant opportunity, uh, I'm just going to take the month of May off from any of these sorts of like little jobs. Um, you know, maybe not so normally they don't seem so little to me, but like littler in the grand scheme of, um, like what the bigger plan is for my life in the month of May. Um, and so, yeah, I am not currently really, I actually told her, please don't submit me for any jobs under a certain amount right now. Um, in Connecticut, my work, my time has been dedicated to this, um, I can shoot on the weekends if that is something that's available. It's just very uncommon, but like I could shoot for something that's on the weekends. And like, if it's above this sort of pay rate, then yes, please submit me. But yeah, I, I, it's the first time where I've really like blocked off some time to say, that's great. I don't need it. Congratulations for you. Cause we've talked about this on the show so often you have to think about what your time is worth. And if that dollar figure doesn't match that stress level, then yeah, it's not worth it. So good for you just taking that career vacation. I'm, I'm kind of jealous to be honest. I mean, it's not a vacation, but it is a <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> vacation from sending in silly self tapes with which Lord knows I've had enough of. Um, at, wait, I'll tell, I'll tell one more really fast story. Okay. Sure. Okay. So this past week, the, the tape that kind of set me off was it was, uh, an audition for like Niagara Falls tourism. And okay. this is insane. I had to, and we could never do this in a casting room. This is what blows my mind. I had to turn my fucking shower on and get drenched by what was the falls Come and jump on, around no in way. my shower. I swear to God. No way. And that shit made me so mad at like, cause I messed up because my cat came in running because she heard me scream when the cold water hit me. And I thought she was going to like attack. I, she wasn't going to attack me, but I was just, ner she was very nervous. Right, right, right. So the audition ended up being like kind of messed up because I was looking at this cat, like running at me. I'm supposed to be like really happy, like underneath this waterfall. And I couldn't do it again because I would have had to like dry my hair, re-get under the, I'm Start like, I'm not over. doing it. Yeah. So I sent them that take and I guarantee you they were like, nope. <laughs> Or you stood out, they're going to remember the, the cat girl that was, you know, in the shower and who knows, maybe it'll work out for you. So yeah, I don't need any more of those in my life for the month of May. And so I'm Jeez. just going ahead and saying no. Good. Good for you. Know your power. Uh, well, similarly, uh, my casting calls on the theme of people wanting you to do the most like kind of absurd stuff, not as bad as that, not even close, but um, this one was for a, a dynamic voiceover for a sound company. Um, and just the amount of detail they put into this, um, I'm just going to read it and, and I don't know, it, it's crazy. Um, we're looking to create modular voiceover clips to be combined in sets of up to four. 
The timing of these clips is of the highest importance as they need to be either between 3.5 to 3.7 seconds long or 2.5 to 2.7 seconds long from beginning to end. They must also be spoken in such a way that they can follow and be followed by not just one other particular element, but a variety of combinations. And at this point, I feel like I'm taking the SAT. I'm That's like, insane. That's what's insane. happening? Let me showcase an example. Imagine we have five longer takes between 3.5 and 3.7 seconds and one shorter take 2.5 to 2.7. One, 3.5 to 3.7. 2A, 3.5 to 3.7. 2B, 3.5 to 3.7. 3A, 3.5 to 3.7. 3B, 3.5 to 3.7. 4.2527. Now the tricky part, this is also in the casting call. Mike is to make sure all audio sounds as natural as possible as a combined unit, even though they were recorded individually. We need this to work for both one to two A to three A to four, as well as one to two A to three B to four and any other combination. And guess how much they're paying for this? $25. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Yes. Oh it, does say, it does say full buyout of audio to be used in perpetuity. So I'm guessing maybe at some point there's going to be money involved. But when you come out with a zero after giving me that SAT math problem, I'm probably not going to be applying for this one. It's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, man. Yeah. Between that SAT math problem um, and my drenching myself in the shower, <laughs> I can't, I mean, I think I'm going to start to consider a career like a game show contestant, maybe, um, like Eugene. Um, uh, but yeah, one more big thanks to Eugene for coming out and, and for being a reminder to all of you, then you can keep going out too, whether you're a performer on camera or off and live your damn.